car. Okay, now watch me. Uh, I'm going to use number one. Keep your eye on that thumb, baby, and see what happens. Lots of young people hitchhike. Seems like a good way to get from one place to another. But sometimes there are dangers involved that never meet the eye. I think if I put my thumb out and ask for help, someone's going to give it to me. And with that, I got to see the world for free. I got to go everywhere. I've tried a lot of hobbies. Now, I'm on the hunt for my next hobby. Some common, some not so much. This week, if you hitchhike, you will die. Hitchhiking. You're listening to That's a Hobby. This week, I learned all about hitchhiking. I'm curious about people who throw caution to the wind, stick out a thumb, and roll the dice on getting where they're going without getting murdered. That looks innocent enough, doesn't it? Do people hitch out of necessity, or is there a thrill to it that we're all missing? What about people who pick up hitchhikers? What goes through their mind? At its core, hitchhiking seems like it's about helping people. And I'm generally up for helping people. I've helped people carry things to their cars. I've climbed on roofs to get stuff down. I've even helped change flat tires. I like to pay it forward, but we all have lines. I've pulled over when I'm biking to check on people on the side of the bike path, but I don't know if I'd pull over to help someone with car trouble, especially if it's dark. Here's good advice for the cross-country motorist. Although it may seem a kind act, it is not a wise act to pick up hitchhikers indiscriminately. I like to justify it like when you're out in public and someone trips, and everyone looks around to see who will help. That's actually a social psychology theory called bystander effect, where people are less likely to help if there's other people around. The more people, the less likely we are to help. The theory is that the ambiguity and lack of cohesion create a diffuse responsibility situation. Hitchhiking seems like an activity that's a great candidate for bystander effect. When I started hitchhiking, people said, no one's gonna pick you up. Everyone feels unidentifiable in their cars. There's no relation between cars, so there's no social shaming. And everyone feels like someone else will deal with the hitchhiker. But somehow, people successfully hitch rides all around the world from strangers in the middle of nowhere. He'd done it a hundred times before, and he didn't think anything was unusual when the driver struck up a friendly conversation. I've heard of people exploring countries and even continents for free just by hitchhiking. There are communities where hitchhikers report the best places to hitch from, and they share tips and stories. Where I thought hitchhiking was done out of necessity, it actually looks like the majority of the time it's done for the act itself. Meeting locals and getting as far as you can for free. And two things would happen. Either the driver has a long drive and they want someone to talk to, or they want me to talk to them. It's also a hobby that's done all around the world with some countries and cultures full-on embracing it. Besides small variations in hand signals, hitchhiking looks the exact same wherever you are in the world. You stand with your back to the direction you want to go. You stick out your hand with your thumb out. In Australia, you stick out your index finger. In some African countries, you put your palm up. It feels like hitchhiking is illegal for some reason, but is it actually? Well, there aren't a lot of laws strictly against it, but there are certainly places where it is illegal. Mostly along highways like the 400 series highway in Ontario, Canada. In Europe, somehow not surprisingly, it's not only legal, but it's encouraged. 
In Cuba, it's mandatory for government vehicles to pick up hitchhikers. This one I've seen in person. The idea is that they are vehicles owned by the people and should be used by the people. Places with a higher rate of hitchhiking tend to have a low level of private car ownership. Think of it as free Uber. Some countries go as far as formalizing it. There are usually designated areas and signs for hitchhikers to wait. So is hitchhiking safe? When's the last time anybody saw a hitchhiker on the road? I haven't seen a hitchhiker on the road in 20 years. In the US, hitchhiking was popular from the Great Depression until the 70s when a few things happened. Travel got cheaper, there were more cars and more reliable cars. There were faster and more dangerous highways and a newfound lack of trust for strangers. The movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre is thought to have linked hitchhiking with violent crime. This is the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre where these kids are, are, are going to uh, visit a graveyard and they pick up a uh, you know, pretty scraggly looking hitchhiker. I know that anytime I watch a movie or show that has a hitchhiking scene, I get tense and wait for someone to rob or murder somebody else. As a culture, our tolerance for danger has changed too. Things we once thought as safe started to feel unsafe. Right, like 60s, 70s, everyone hitchhiked and then something weird happened in the 80s where like, you're gonna get raped, kidnapped, murdered, you know? It still happens today. I've gotten into dozens of arguments about safety and our kids. I never had a car seat growing up, and now it feels like we're transporting glass ornaments that need Formula One safety seats in the car. The internet is fueling a resurgence of hitching with communities and wikis. But how dangerous is it? It can't be that dangerous if all these countries encourage it, right? He probably never realized until too late that he was riding in the shadow of death. It's not surprising that it's hard to tell. Getting good data is hard. How do you count hitchhikers, rides, and potential problems that come from hitching? I only found two studies, one from the 70s from California and one from the 80s from Germany. Both basically said the same thing. It's no more dangerous than any other activity. Here's the thing. I don't want to discourage people from hitchhiking. This is one weird incident that's happened in like 15 years of hitchhiking. The majority of problems were disagreements or arguments, and they came up with a few safety recommendations. Ask for rides at gas stations, not in the middle of nowhere. Refuse rides if something about the driver seems off or if they're drunk. Hitch during the day. And the most effective tip? Hitch with a friend. Knowing all this, are you likely to hitch anytime soon? I don't know, I'm still kind of on the fence. But I want to find out what it's actually like to hitch a ride. So I went to Quora and here are a few stories. The first time I hitchhiked with friends, I felt like I was doing something exceedingly dangerous and illegal. I also remember being afraid that they would see someone who was obviously foreigner and maybe not want to stop, but they always did. The fact is, we usually got picked up relatively quickly, within five or so minutes. And the drivers were usually willing to accommodate a slight detour to our location. Someone else said, Overall, it's the safest and easiest way if you're two people of mixed gender and it's clear from looking at you why the driver should pick you up and what you're doing. On different countries, one person said, Hitchhiking culture changes strongly from country to country. Unsurprisingly, it's most common in poorer countries where cars are rare and public transportation is not well developed. In Central America, lifts are very common. I never waited more than 30 minutes. 
Watching beautiful Honduras greenery whip by from the back of a pickup is one of my favorite trip memories. And here's a tip from Quora. If you are picking someone up who's hitchhiking, always tell them you're only going a few miles. That gives you the ability to back out if something's not right. Alright, so overall it looks like hitchhiking is pretty safe and common. And there's some common sense tips. But what about the horror stories? There's got to be some truth behind all those scary movies and warnings from the 70s, right? Um, this is why people shouldn't hitchhike, because when you get into a car with someone, you are literally handing your life over to them. This time I took to Reddit, and it took forever to find horror stories. Said one poster, I've been traveling with my thumb or sign up for 15 years now, and the bad experiences are less than seldom. One theory is that those people aren't around to tell the stories. Hitchhiking took the blame for crime in general. But I kept digging, and generally found stories about people who harassed hitchhikers or who were suspicious, but nothing like the movies. When I did find scary stories, I had to keep in mind that the majority of scary stories about hitchhiking are probably folklore and most likely fiction. With that in mind, here are a few stories. A 19-year-old girl and boyfriend hitch a ride in a pickup. The driver hits on the girl and makes her uncomfortable. The boyfriend gets upset and demands to be dropped off. They go to the flatbed to get their things, and when the girl's in the back of the truck, the truck takes off. She has to jump in. It's the 60s. A man in his 20s is hitching with his girlfriend. It's getting late, and they get picked up by a decent enough driver. The driver asks if they're hungry and if they want to stop at a 24-7 diner. The hitchhikers agree. The driver takes them to the diner, which isn't 24-7, nor is it open. The driver gets out to check, goes to the trunk. The man gets out of the car and sees a rifle in the trunk. The man takes out his own pistol and tells the driver to leave them. And finally, here's a pretty famous horror story from the 70s. My uncle was studying medicine at the University of Chicago. After a morning class, he decided he would hitch back to his home in Lincoln Park. A man drove up in a Plymouth satellite and offered my uncle a ride. The man looked normal and seemed friendly, lighthearted even. So my uncle got in the car and they started driving towards Lakeshore Drive. However, once they got there, the man drove south on Lakeshore Drive instead of north, towards Lincoln Park. My uncle told the man he was going the wrong way and to turn around. The man looked at my uncle, put his hand on his knee and said, No son, you're coming with me. My uncle froze in a panic, and when they hit traffic near South Shore, he quickly unlocked the passenger and ran away without looking. A year or two later, on a cold December day, my uncle was having coffee in a cafe with my future aunt when he caught something on TV that made his blood run cold. He saw the man that had picked him up from school the day before. He'd been arrested for suspected rape and killing of over 20 young men and boys. The man on the television was John Wayne Gracie. He had removed the door handles off the passenger side door to prevent men he picked up from escaping. become known as the Killer Clown, a sexual psychopath who lured dozens of young male victims to his house before assaulting and then murdering them. Unlike climbing Mount Everest, I think I would actually try hitchhiking, especially in Europe. I think it would be a cool experience to meet locals and see the country in more authentic ways. If you're feeling a little optimistic, maybe a little bit adventuresome, go ahead, stick your thumb out. I am an optimist, though, and believe the best in people. I also use Find My Friends app a lot, 
and would broadcast my exact location at all times. You know, just in case. Hey, listen, I want you to know that your time is valuable to me. And the fact that you spent it listening means a lot. So thank you. Please remember to subscribe wherever you listen and maybe tell a friend or two. If you've tried this hobby or you have hobby ideas for me, let me know on Twitter or Instagram. See you next week.